0: Hello and welcome to Christmas on a Budget, the podcast that ensures the only thing going into the red over the holidays is Rudolph's nose. I'm Karen Fleeting, also known as money-saving obsessive Miss Thrifty. I am very excited to be joined for this episode by Faith Archer. It's a pleasure and a privilege to introduce her, not just to introduce her on this episode, but if you are not familiar with Faith's website, muchmorewithless.co.uk, you are missing out. So for this episode, in which we are talking about Christmas dinner, the banquet of the year for many people, Faith is the perfect person to advise us on what we can do to uh, eat well without having to run up an overdraft off the back of it. And Faith, I wanted to start by dispelling, well, dispelling what I believe to be a bit of a myth, or, or rather just pouring cold water on, on what. a rubbish idea as far as I'm concerned which is when it comes to saving money on Christmas dinner there is one idea that lots of I've seen everywhere articles websites that people seem to fall back on when it comes to save money at Christmas and it's presented as this genius hack the idea is you don't do any any shopping for Christmas food until Christmas Eve and then you go to the supermarkets when all the yellow stickers are out and you pick up your Christmas dinner for for a song, for pennies on the pound and have your, your bargain Christmas dinner this way. And I see, I see this every year with a arched eyebrow and a flick of irritation because I don't think it really works like that in that it sounds to me like a huge gamble.
1: Well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think you'd have to have nerves of steel and probably not have enormous quantities of people that you're hosting for Christmas because otherwise the stakes are just too high. And I don't know about you, but back in the back in the real world, the last thing I want to be doing is being in a supermarket on Christmas Eve. I would, my last thing on Christmas Eve as well, just as they're closing the doors, I would far rather buy on a budget in advance and be able to prep and enhance and use Christmas Day for other things, not least spending time with my family.
0: I have been in a supermarket on Christmas Eve, not trying to to pick up a, a yellow sticker Christmas dinner for my family, um, but I did pass the yellow sticker section and it was looking crummy and there were people standing around it looking fairly distraught. Oh <laughs> But it's it is it it's high stakes. You could go in, you could find your you know, your turkey for fifty P, you could get all your tatties for pennies, it could be amazing, but poof what what stress and pressure would you want to risk it? Would there even be any turkeys left?
1: Well that's the thing. I'm even stressed. Um there was one year when I'd had a delivery, supermarket delivery booked for just a couple of days before Christmas, may even have been Christmas Eve. Um and I don't know whether they told us in advance that the turkey I ordered wasn't going to be in stock, Um, but I do remember being fairly stressed about it and campaigning for them to to bring me a substitute. And it does mean nowadays, partly for stress reduction measures as well as money-saving measures, I like to have a turkey in my freezer well before Christmas Day.
0: That sounds like a good idea and very organised. Also, something else I wanted to uh, ask you about. When you mentioned just now that the the supermarket didn't have the turkey and, uh, and, I, and I gasped in horror the very concept that you wouldn't have a turkey on Christmas Day, do you think we set too much store by Christmas dinner? I've already described it as the banquet of the year for many people.
1: I think like many things about Christmas, everybody would like Christmas Day to be special. There's a lot of hype about it. But if the reality um it, it's a it's a roast dinner it's a roast dinner with lots and lots of extras and side dishes and so on which can make it trickier um to get everything to to the table at the same time on a day with a lot of else going on now one thing i had a look at if you are working to a tight budget on christmas day there are ways if you want to have a whole turkey especially if you're willing to go for a frozen turkey rather than fresh you can find supermarkets selling them for as low as you know 12 to 14 pounds for a small turkey and so you you know you could bring your bring your budget in very low but let's face it if you were willing to switch away from the traditional turkey and go for say an extra large chicken that might only cost five
0: or six pounds I have a friend who is doing that exactly that this Christmas she's pointed out it's a household of five and actually only two of them eat meat at this point oh
1: wow yeah
0: and she said well why why buy a turkey and the stress and the expense when I can buy a a delicious small chicken which tastes better than turkey anyway and the two of us will be perfectly happy
1: and if one of one of the attractions for me for buying a whole bird is um, is definitely the leftovers and the idea that you can make further meals out of that initial expenditure, um, but I think if there's only two of you eating, then no, I would not want to have a massive turkey and then be living on it for months.
0: <laughs> there are only so many things you can do with with uh, leftover turkey, however frugally minded <laughs> you may be. <laughs> when I introduced you earlier. I mentioned that you have this, this fabulous website, Much More With Less, which has been going for some time now. And I recommended to anybody listening, go and check out this website. Look at the food section. There's some specific Christmas content there that I wanted to talk to you about. You are um, not just a, a, a brilliant money saver. You're also very organized, um, if you don't mind me saying so. <laughs> And people who go to much more with less go to the food section and look at the uh, the the Christmas post. I mean, there's Christmas posts there that go back some years now and they're still very, very valid. It's proper evergreen content. But amongst them is a 14 point plan to save money at Christmas on your Christmas dinner which I think is absolutely wonderful. And it's 14 really good things that you can do as well. And I wondered, could we go through this list? If, if you could uh, tell everybody listening, each item on this list, what, what it means, what to do, would you be up for that? Um, looking at the time we have available, it could be a whirlwind challenge.
1: I'm absolutely up for that. You may have to prompt me for some of the fourteen, or I could, you know, reel them off off the top of my head. What I'd suggest today, right? But um, yeah, no, I'm right. Happy. So
0: this 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 has changed from um uh chat about saving money on Christmas dinner to to a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how we get on. Right, so fourteen point plan: save money on your Christmas dinner. Number one: make a meal plan and a shopping list.
1: Absolutely. I think, this is, I think this is one of the key things about Christmas. I think a lot of us, especially if you've got people coming over, there's a bit of a panic because you don't want anybody to go hungry. And so if you just go into the supermarket and you're—you know they are marketing machines, they're trying to get you to buy as much as possible, and the temptation to shovel a whole lot off the shelves and into your trolley is big. So sit yourself down, have a think. Who is coming when? How many people are you feeding for different meals? And what are you going to feed them? And then actually make a list of the food that you need to buy because that will help you so much in the supermarket. Stick to the stuff on your list, knowing that is going to be enough to cater for whoever is coming to visit.
0: Fantastic. Number two, switch from fresh to frozen. And this is something that you do with your turkey, isn't it?
1: I really recommend it, especially for the turkey. Having had um, made the fatal error one year, I mean, I know it is good to support local retailers and your local butcher, um, but I ordered a turkey and went to pick it up on Christmas Eve. And, oh, my God, uh, you know, it wasn't so much Norfolk bronze as gold-plated, this thing. You could, if you're buying a large whole turkey fresh, it can be over 100 quid. But as I say, you can find small frozen turkeys in the kind of 12 to 15 pound range. And that is a massive difference.
0: So when you say switch from fresh to frozen, is is it just the turkey or are there other foods as well that you would recommend that we steer away from the the fresh counter and towards the freezer section?
1: In general, frozen food can be really good for cutting food waste because you could just take out the amount you need. I think in particular, um, kind of meat, fish, fruit, veg, you know, you just take the bit that you need, the rest goes back in the freezer and it doesn't rot at the back of your fridge. The slight hesitation when it comes to the Christmas meal is that um, obviously you can get frozen veg. You can get things like frozen roast potatoes, frozen Yorkshire puddings, if you're that way inclined, frozen carrots, Brussels sprouts, the whole lot. But actually, when it comes to Christmas, the supermarkets have such a price war on basic festive vegetables that for Christmas Day itself, I would actually recommend spending next to nothing on fresh veg if you can face the prep rather than perhaps getting the frozen versions.
0: Ah, that's interesting. Because often the, the, the frozen versions for, for vegetables works out cheaper than fresh. But it sounds like this isn't the case at Christmas.
1: Well, at Christmas time, the supermarkets, they have this price war going because they're trying to entice you in, you know, come for the cheap carrots and leave with expensive everything else. And so Aldi, for example, has already announced their Super 6. It's going to be just 19p a bag. Um, for the likes of potatoes, carrots, Brussels sprouts, parsnips, red and white cabbage and swede. Um, So, you know, say you had four of those, 76p, and you've got huge quantities of fresh veg. Um, And there are, uh, you know, I'm willing to bet we'll see similar kind of offers from, you know, Tesco, Asda, Morrisons, the other big supermarkets.
0: Cool. So you could get your entire veg spread for about a quid, it sounds like. The third item on the list is shrink to fit. Is this is this about portions?
1: I think it's partly about portions because one of the things for a Christmas dinner, if you are on a tight budget is, uh, you know, maybe kind of stand guard over the turkey um, and dole it out on people's plates. And if you are intending, whether it's turkey, chicken, whatever else, if you are intending to make something with the leftovers, then possibly Don't leave it it in the middle of the table for everybody to to grab second, third helpings.
0: And the the, the next item on the list, number four, was snap up cheap Christmas veg. We've covered that.
1: We have covered that. But the only thing I would say, if you've got the storage space, if you've got the capacity, don't just buy them for Christmas Day. It's such a good deal. You know, get a second set um, that you can then use for things like soups and casseroles and stir fries and so on after Christmas.
0: Brilliant. Uh, Number five, plan for leftovers.
1: This is because I really don't like setting fire to fivers. (laughs) If I'm buying the food, I want to use the food. I don't want it going in the bin. And if you know that you're going to have leftovers, um, and let's face it, looking back over previous Christmases, you probably will, then have a think about what you can do with them. That may be something as simple as trying to clear some space in your freezer and maybe once you take it out, a whole turkey that'll free up the space maybe that does the job but it could also be thinking well you know what I might have say a uh, leftover turkey and ham I want to make a pie or oh, that means I might need to get a packet of pastry or some veg to help that along or curry paste if you want to make a turkey so thinking about planning for the leftovers do you need anything else to get them eaten up
0: great and the next one is make extras into main meals
1: This one comes about because there's so much focus on the main day for Christmas dinner. And there's loads of kind of Christmas dishes that I really enjoy. But if you serve it all in one go on Christmas Day, when everybody's completely stuffed, they may not be able to fit it all on one plate. So what we've done, for example, is um, gammon and red cabbage. We actually serve those with mashed potato on Christmas Eve, rather than just adding them to a massive table on Christmas Day. Um, and also things like, you know, mince pies, does it have to be a snack or could you serve it with some cream? And it's actually the pudding for one of your meals over the Christmas season.
0: That's a really good idea. Although I eat so many mince pies, I don't know if I could restrict myself to having them as (laughs) as an official pudding. (laughs) Um, Right. So let's make extras into main meals with the, with the gammon and the red cabbage and having this on Christmas Eve instead. That's almost like a, a new family tradition that you've created for Christmas, which sounds lovely.
1: Well, I think it's a nice, it's a nice thing to have. And also the good thing about grammon and red cabbage is um, they've, they've got quite long cooking time, but you can kind of do them in advance. Or just, you know, have have things simmering away in the slow cooker while you're getting on with everything else you need to get on with on Christmas Eve.
0: I must admit, I love having red cabbage on Christmas Day because it's really cheap, really cheap all year round, not just at Christmas, but also because you can just stick it in the slow cooker first thing and not have to think about it anymore, as opposed to some of the other components that go onto the plate for the Christmas dinner. The next one, well, this next one I think does what it says on the tin or should that be does what it says on the uh, packet. It is way up the cost of pre-prepared food.
1: Now, this is what I'm usually a massive flag waver um, for cooking from scratch, you know, Normally, as far as a, most, a lot of the things I cook, if I cook them from raw ingredients, it's going to be cheaper than buying um, pre-prepared versions, ready meals, and especially cheaper than eating out or having deliveries and takeaways. But even I am forced to eat my words at Christmas because when I looked into things like pigs in blankets, the cost of buying sausages and bacon separately and, making you know, forget the extra effort involved, it, it was actually more expensive than buying ready-made pigs in blankets. And also come Christmas time with so much else going on, I am likely to pick up a packet of sage and onion stuffing, especially from the value ranges. There's not much difference to the big brand names. And it's certainly quicker and easier than than starting right from the beginning. So it is, and for the purposes of broadcast, I had a look at Yorkshire puddings. I quite like making Yorkshire puddings on a normal day, but I priced up and with the rising prices of things like eggs and milk, my typical recipe was more just a bit more expensive than buying a pack of um, frozen Yorkshire puddings from a value range.
0: What? No.
1: Yeah. Yeah, at 50p or 48p, you can get a pack of frozen Yorkshire puddings and flour maybe next to nothing. But if you're using a couple of eggs, a whole chunk of milk, then and some some kind of fat or lard, then it was coming out slightly more expensive to do them homemade.
0: That's rather... Well, that should be um, uplifting and thrilling, but I actually find that rather galling because I know that if I did buy uh, frozen Yorkshire puddings and serve those up, that members of my family would never forgive me.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I think for for the 10p difference, I'll, I'll, when I make my Yorkshire puddings, I will still be starting from scratch.
0: <laughs> I think I will join you. Right, so way up the cost of prepared food. It's not necessarily... Um, the more expensive option at Christmas. The next one: don't buy twice. And this this is to do this is to do with restraint, isn't it? In the supermarket, which we've we've already touched on, and the fact that the supermarkets are so so good, at exhorting you to spend more money than you need to, more times than you need to throughout this period.
1: I think you have to be realistic about your own willpower. And we see every year, it seems to get earlier and earlier when the supermarkets start loading the shelves with Christmas food. And if you look, loads of things, like the mince pies, um, if you buy them when they're first on the shelves, their use-by date is well before Christmas because the idea is that, you know, the supermarkets are quite keen on the idea that you buy them, eat the lot, and then have to buy them again. And I have learned the hard way not to buy some of those big, tubs of chocolates, celebrations and heroes, don't buy them in advance because they just call to me from the back of the cupboard.
0: But the supermarkets know what they're doing. It's those big tubs of chocolates that they've had those severely discounted for quite some time now, haven't they? It's, it's, it is quite hard to walk past them without feeling the urge to to pick up a tub.
1: It is. And, you know, if you've got the, the space in your budget and your waistline, go for it. But if you really try to do it on a budget, there are some things that I would suggest, you know, waiting till the last moment so that you're guaranteed you will only buy them once and they will still be there for Christmas.
0: Very sensible. Uh, The next one is take advantage of introductory offers. Now, when it it comes to Christmas, how how does this work?
1: The main introductory offer that I've taken advantage of in past years is on booze, is on alcohol. There are a number of different wine clubs, um, like Sunday Times Wine Club, Lathwaite's, Virgin Wines, where if you sign up for a subscription, they will give you a discount off a case, so twelve bottles of wine, forty pounds, sixty pounds, that kind of thing. So you might be able to get a case delivered to your house for sixty quid, five a bottle, um, and you'll probably be getting better wine than you might do if you just picked a bottle off the supermarket shelves for a fiver. Um, The caveat to all of this, like any subscriptions, anything with a trial subscription period is if you need to make a note in your diary who you cancel it, if you don't want it renewing in subsequent months at full price.
0: Right. So this could be a a brilliant money saving wheeze if you are the kind of person who will remember to put a diary reminder in and who will cancel it when reminded if you don't want that, that subscription to run for longer than the Christmas period. Yes. Uh, the next one, number 11, compare online. What what are we comparing and where do we go?
1: I do think if you're on a tight budget, it's absolutely worth comparing prices between different supermarkets because they don't all charge the same. And I, I think perhaps it's easy to assume that maybe they do. Um, I, used, I mourn the passing of a website called My Supermarket. I,
0: I was just thinking of My Supermarket, um, RIP.
1: It was so helpful in show. So you could um, type in something you wanted like pigs in blankets and see the prices across different supermarkets. There is a website called trolley.co.uk that does a similar thing. But when I was just trying to price compare recently, it wasn't as helpful as I'd hoped. And I ended up going back to looking at individual supermarket websites. Uh, But what it did show was that you know, prices vary. Um, Aldi comes out as cheapest for loads of things, but there are some things that weren't quite so cheap as other supermarkets. Perhaps they're in larger quantity or, you know, just a, a different brand within the Aldi range. And so one of the things I do, I'm not suggesting that anybody goes to four supermarkets in one day to get the cheapest items in each. But if I'm looking ahead with a bit of time to plan then you could maybe go to one supermarket one weekend and the next weekend try somewhere else you know if you're shopping anyway and there's a branch just next door you could nip in and get those one or two things that you saw had a really great price while you're passing
0: that's a really good idea my supermarket i should explain for uh, anybody who's, who's wondering what what on earth it is that that we're getting so sad about um, my supermarket was an app and a website. It was around for a good few years. Everybody in the money-saving community adored it, because you could go on and any single item, it would show you uh, the prices across all the different supermarkets. So you could see um, which was cheapest. And also it would monitor the the price rises and the drops and falls at an individual item level. It was very useful. But it's something else that you used to be able to do with my supermarket, which I think Faith is referring to in a, in a updated real-life capacity. They had a feature called Split Basket, where you could you could split your, your shopping basket with all the food in it between different supermarkets to get the, the best prices overall, which did mean that you would end up going to multiple supermarkets for your shop. But the thing that, that, that stood out then, still stands out to me now, Faith, is that you could actually save an extraordinary amount by doing this especially because different supermarket chains have different offers on different items at different times. that the, the savings were fairly sizable. I think the the real-life in-person version that you're referring to works just as well. Maybe takes a bit longer, though. We we need to bring back my supermarket.
1: <laughs> Crowdfunding campaign.
0: <laughs> right. The next one is cash-in loyalty points.
1: I think this is something that applies not just to your Christmas food, but also other Christmas spending Think about what you can use to buy stuff that won't dent your bank balance. So have you got supermarket loyalty cards where you've built up points that you can swap for items? Do you use cashback websites? So that's where you go to a website like Top Cashback or Quidco and you look up the retailer where you want to spend online and click through from that website to the shop before you buy. And then it pays back a little bit of your spending, for each purchase. So, you know, is there a cashback balance that you can exchange? Has anybody given you gift cards that are lurking at the back of the drawer that you can use to cover the cost of Christmas? Um, so it's all these ways of kind of almost the equivalent of finding coppers down the back of the sofa. But have you got little pockets of money somewhere that you can spend?
0: We've got two items left on the on the 14-point plan to, to save money on food at Christmas, And they're both focused on, well, counting the pennies while ensuring that you have a a high caliber, high caliber, good quality uh, Christmas feast or feast of Christmas time. Um, Boost local businesses.
1: If you're gonna spend money at Christmas, do think about where it can make the most difference. And that is likely to be your local high street, your local market. That money will stay in your community Rather than, I've been talking a lot about these big chain supermarkets where it can kind of disappear out, up the supermarket chain, out to the share, shareholders. Whereas if you can buy a few presents um, just down the road, you support your local bookshop, butcher, greengrocer, market, um, that will make much more of a, a difference to those people.
0: And the last one in the finale, number 14 make food into a festive activity.
1: One of the things that I really enjoy with my kids is uh, baking Christmas biscuits. You know, I've got a pretty foolproof recipe on my website and got the cutters in the cookie cutters at the top of the cupboard so that we can do our kind of Christmas trees and our stars and our stockings. And certainly when they were younger, they used to get crazy with the food colouring and the icing and the sprinkles and that kind of thing. And so that kind of cooking together... Whether it's biscuits, whether you still do a traditional Christmas pudding, I make cranberry sauce and put it in jam jars, fancy jam jars that I've washed out and reused and, and then put labels on and a bit of, bit of fabric circles on the top and ribbon. And they can actually be presents for assorted aunts and uncles and neighbors. Um, and that kind of activity can bring everybody together. Doesn't cost very much, but it's another nice Christmas tradition.
0: I feel we've covered so many aspects of um, shopping for food and eating lots of lovely food at Christmas. Is there, is there anything we've missed?
1: There's two things I say. Um, I mean, there's kind of two sides of the same coin. One of them is if there are particular Christmas things that you really like eating, then try and find room in the budget because the supermarkets do this amazing array of gussied up Food and festive stuff and so on. So if there's something that you're really craving, see if you can find the money for it. My my particular, you know, not massive splurge, but I went for one of these light up lanterns, light up lantern from M&S with shortbread in it, and I thought that would look really nice, and I would use it in subsequent years. And the flip side of that is have a think about whether the stuff that you buy just because you always have. If this is there stuff you buy because it's traditional. Um, but nobody really actually likes. And I realized a couple of years back I was buying nuts in shells that were just gather dust and dates because one particular member of the family liked them. But then if they're not coming that year, I don't need to buy the dates. We don't have uh we don't usually do a traditional Christmas cake because we're not enormous fruitcake fans and my kids don't like Marzipan. So there's kind of have have a think so that you can direct your pounds to where they make the most difference
0: so in other words don't don't let yourself get dragged into christmas culinary traditions that you neither want nor need absolutely very sage advice Thank you so much, Faith. And once again, I want to say if anybody hasn't been to MuchMoreWithLess.co.uk, please do visit if you are interested in saving money, not just on Christmas food, not just on food, but on everything in general. It's, It's a great destination. Thank you. We'll be back soon with another episode, hearing from some of the country's brightest minds and experts on how to celebrate Christmas without breaking the bank. Christmas on a Budget is a laudable production for the Manchester Evening News. It is presented by me, Karen Fleeting, and produced by Dan McLaughlin. Merry Christmas.